Hey everybody, Steve here. Um, I just wanted to preface this episode of Tone Control real quickly to say uh, it's a little out of date. Uh, this is actually the first episode of Tone Control Season 2 that I recorded. I recorded it with Megan Scavio, who at the time was the GM general manager of GDC, the Game Developers Conference, which I've been attending now for more than 10 years and is a huge gathering of uh, game developers from all over the world in San Francisco um, every spring. Uh, since this was recorded, Megan has moved on, is no longer the GM of GDC, and is now the president of the Academy of interactive arts and sciences and she runs the dice conference in las vegas but i hope that this show will give you some interesting perspective on how gdc became the show that it is um over the last number of years that megan has been running it enjoy you want me to tell you who my favorite is can you tell me who your favorite game developer is no steve what Hey everybody, I'm Steve Gaynor, and this is Tone Control Season 2, uh, and I am here talking to Megan Scavio. Hi Steve. <laughs> hey, uh, Megan is the general manager of GDC Worldwide, the Game Developers Conference. Game Developers Conference, <laughs> and our new uh, event VRDC, Virtual Reality Developers Conference. And that's considered like its own thing? It, it's not like a subset of GDC? It is, it's both. So okay. it, we have one that's connected to GDC, and then we have a standalone event that sort of goes beyond just games and entertainment. Looks right. Like that. that makes sense, because VR is doing a lot of stuff that isn't necessarily game-specific. Tons. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, so um, I'm here in San Francisco, um, where Megan's based and where the main GDC conference is, is held every year. Um, and basically, uh, Megan, I know you as... A boss? You're a boss lady? <laughs> like, uh, basically, like, GDC, for, for people that um, aren't part of the industry, uh, if you're listening to this, you've probably, you know, uh, are aware of GDC, but it, it's, the, it's, it's the kind of biggest series of game development professional conferences um, in the year. And it's kind of throughout the year, because you guys have GDC Europe, and you do GDC China, Yeah, we used right? to do GDC China. Yeah. So you're kind of so as the so I'm I'm going to ask you a bunch of stuff about like what it means to work on GDC and, and what you do and all and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's also the longest running. Of right. Its, of its it started in Chris Crawford's living room in 1988 or something. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Did I actually get that right? You did get that right. Wow. Okay. See, I I am prepared. You are prepared. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I. I as someone who's been attending GDC for a long time, uh, I mean, yeah, I, 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 my you first know, GDC was, was 2006, so, uh, you know, 10 I years for me. I still win. Yeah, no, well, yeah. So Sometimes for, I don't win. For some people, they're like, this is my 24th. I'm yeah. like, all right, fine, fine. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but for me, you know, it's like that's a, a solid 10 years, you know. I, I had to miss one um, in that time. Because uh, of game? Because I had just moved to Boston to work on Bioshock Infinite, and it was sort of like, all right, it, I've been working for two weeks. I don't. <laughs> I think, uh, and it sucked because like that was one. So if you're if you're you know kind of in the the GDC you know Twitter sphere, um, 
you always see people there. You're like, oh, this talk was amazing. I love seeing my friend. And like, it was the one year where I was on the other side of the country and I was just seeing the tweets. They're like, oh, it's like summer camp. I never <laughs> want this to end. I love you guys. I'm like, oh. Turn it off. <laughs> I know. Um, but so, so I want to start with, um, you know, I, I've known you as the, as the GM of GDC for a number of years. Um, but, you know, I don't know much about how you got into that role. Like, I've known you kind of as like, the boss of the whole thing, or like you, you were you, you were the, you were the sub boss like before you were the full yeah. boss at, at some point. But I don't really know um, what led to that. So uh, where'd you grow up, Megan? Uh, well, I grew up in Omaha, Nebraska. All right. And I'm, I'm a big Husker fan. Go Big Red. <laughs> um, and I moved to San Francisco in 1995. Okay. And, uh, so you're past your, your 20 year anniversary. I am. I've passed my 20 years in San Francisco. It's yeah. really crazy. And I've done one, uh, 19 of those without a car. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, that, you know, that's viable in, in the city. It's really, yeah. really simple. Yeah, yeah. I would go to Oakland more if I could fly there. I like fly everywhere. <laughs> I'm staying in the city. It's very strange. Well, you're not, you're, you're too good for the BART, Scavio. <laughs> it goes forget, right there. I just forget about yeah, it. Yeah, it just yeah. feels so, BART's not near me. Anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I moved here in 95. Um, and I worked my, I worked with a friend who had an antique store in Oakland. I yes, know, it's yes. super random. And ended up moving to the city about six months later. Got a temp job at this company called Miller Freeman. And um, I started helping their events teams. Okay. And I eventually joined it full time and I became an events person, an operations person. So I put on events. Okay. And then in 2000, they assigned uh, the Game Developers Conference to me. So uh, my okay. first job at GDC was working with the CAs. Oh, okay. That's sort of everyone's introductory uh, job at GDC when they right. started working on it. So you were actually working for another company. I was working at- for the same company, well, because Miller Freeman bought GDC from oh, okay. um, the IGDA or from the... the from Chris Crawford. Chris Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, because I know of it. So right now, I know of GDC as being run by UBM, yes. which was the publisher of Game Developer Magazine, which Correct. is no longer a going Amazing. concern at all. It, is there a digital version, or it's just like there's no, not a Game Developer? Ma- okay. Um, so you said the the name of the company you worked for was Miller Freeman. It's really yeah, convoluted. It, but yeah, Miller it seems like there must have been some changing of hands. Through it was that whole owned process. by UBM. UBM yeah. is a British company, so they're based mm. in London. So UBM owned Miller Freeman. Miller Freeman bought this company called CMP. They changed their name to CMP. It's still owned by UBM. And at some point, <laughs> they just decided to drop everything and just call it UBM. Okay. But it's never really changed companies. It's just changed names. I gotcha. Okay. All right. Um, so yeah, they're the company that bought the event. In '99 or something, sure. from yeah, whoever owned it at the time. I'm not even sure if it was the IGDA or Chris Crawford specifically. Right. It was a group of people. Sure. Um. So we had been running it for a, a, a year or two yeah. before I jumped in, and I worked with the CAs for the first time. So Tim and Ian run the CA program. The yeah. CAs are the volunteers. The conference associates conference is what associates. it stands for, right? Cool. Yes. And they're the they're just like this big family, and they're passionate, and they care about everything that they do. Yeah. Have you ever been to CA? No, I, I was. I started going to GDC as press because oh. um, me and Chris that. Remo uh, scammed passes via Idle Thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that's scamming. You guys uh, might have been. Idle Thumbs wasn't really a real. I mean, it was a site. It was online. You. Yeah. It, it was. It was not. 
an extremely professional site. It was a it was a very good excuse to get into sure. GDC. Sure. Um, and you know, we did we did cover it and everything, but we weren't exactly you know GameSpot. <laughs> yeah, but that's, we have what we have. You know, uh, we actually had about a thousand press at one point. That's why we went to the invitation system to right. sort of take that down. Yeah, but there's still a lot of press there that aren't. Yeah, no, I mean, like, the, like we were, you know, um, Chris Remo ended up working with you guys at, yeah. at Gama Sutra. Like, he became a real press guy. <laughs> um, sort of. And then, <laughs> are you listening, Remo? You just got owned. Um, and yeah, you know, I got I got into development uh, shortly after my. I did. I went to GDC as press for two years, and then. I was like, even if I could still get a press pass, I'm too much. I I Aww. I feel too shady about Aww. it. And so I, nice. I I I've yeah, I've paid for my own GDC pass once, and it was in that gap where it was like 2007. I went as my second year as press, and then 2008, there wasn't anybody giving me right. a pass or paying for it or anything. And I was like, okay, well, and the thing was, it was really good because 2008 was the year that I met. Jordan Thomas and uh, Carlos Coelho from uh, from Two K Marin, and so I ended up getting oh, hired yeah. at Two K Marin because I was at that GDC that you paid for on your own. That I paid eight hundred something dollars. Oh, for. you bought a good pass. I, I, I bought a I bought a main pass. conference pass. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it's like I don't know. So it, for people that that have been to GDC or heard about it, you know, there's a lot of different perspectives on kind of what the event is all about and there's some people who are like you know you can just go and just like go to the parties and hang out with people and catch up but I personally really like going to the talks you oh, know because yeah. it's just sort of like not all of them are winners but there's like hundreds and hundreds of talks so of course yeah, they're not all like going to change your life but some of them it, it's 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 just really cool to see perspective from people that have worked on stuff that's, that's different than you so you know it's one of those things where it's like if I'm going to GDC I'm going to get a conference pass so I can see some I talks. And, These and are conversations we have all the time. We work really hard on the content. Yeah. And um, Same. Huh? I work really hard on the content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. You're a speaker. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I'm just producing content. All of this is content. Yeah, true. <laughs> end to end. But, but yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I know that you, you guys um, work really hard on on kind of crafting what the what the talks are that are going to show up and you have a lot to a lot yeah. to work with yeah the advice report yeah so okay but i want to so, so i want i want to go back further so what'd you go to school for uh i only went to one year of college okay um and it was it was for writing okay uh because i thought i wanted to do teach maybe being an english teacher sure yeah but i didn't uh like it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I, like I, I thought I was going to, my mom's a teacher, and I thought I might be an English teacher, too, and then I ditched that real yeah. quick. Um, it was uh, University of Nebraska at Omaha. Okay. And I was, I, gosh, I was a bit of a party person, too, and I just wasn't ready for to do that. Yeah, and then you were like... I could make parties my job. What if I put on big parties? <laughs> well, I just <laughs> travel, and I'm yeah. really, you know, I do, I'm sort of uh, a bossy, if you will. Like yeah. I, I, I like to get things done. Yeah. Um, so I was just on a jury duty, on jury duty. Yeah. And when we got to the jury room, like, I didn't want to take over and be the, the... The jury foreman? Yeah, the jury foreman. Yeah. But I sort of picked the jury foreman and then sort of drove all of the conversations. <laughs> I, I've been on jury duty once when I lived in San Francisco, and it was when I was like 20. 
five or something, and I ended up being the jury foreman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, I just have a natural tendency to just sort of try to get things done and move things forward, and, yeah. and so I think like putting on events yeah. is sort of my natural tendency. Yeah, so so what brought you to the Bay Area in the first place? It was like you finished your year and you were like... No, I mean, I was 25 when okay. I moved, so I'm okay. an old lady. Yeah, um, yeah. I just wanted to get out of Omaha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I mean, I haven't be been to Nebraska. It's but a lovely, it's a lovely place. Yeah, I grew up in Florida, and I, I, I got out when I was nineteen. There, yeah. A lot of times, you grow up in a place, and you're just like, I can't be yeah. here forever. I need to get out. I wanted to do <laughs> get, get somewhere, else. somewhere else. Yeah, and for sure. A really good friend of mine was moving to. We were actually going to move to um, uh, North Carolina. Okay. We we're going to move to uh, uh, not Raleigh. What was that? Ath- uh, what's that hipster town? Oh. Um, <laughs> Rock, yeah. uh, Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill. We're okay. going to move to Chapel okay. Hill because... Yeah. Athens, uh, Georgia, also a southern hipster town, yes. but not in North Carolina. <laughs> not the same yeah. one. Uh, he, he was an arts and crafts uh, dealer in okay. furniture. Yeah. And there's a really big arts and crafts community in that part of the world, so he's yeah. going to move there. We were going to move there. I was going to help him. And yeah. then he fell in love with a girl in Oakland. Oh, okay. And so he took me to lunch one day and he's like, well, would you like, would you prefer to move to California instead? And I'm like, I don't, sure. <laughs> I don't care where we go. We're moving somewhere. You tell me, buddy. <laughs> so we just drove the other direction. Right. Instead of going right out of our house, we went left. That's awesome. <laughs> was he hauling like a huge yeah, truck of antiques? Yeah, we had two antiques? cars. We oh, had, he good. had a trailer. I had my car and he opened a shop in Oakland. Yeah. At, at a time when Oakland was a very different Oakland than it is now, from from all accounts that I've heard, possibly. Yeah, I was only there six months. I, yeah. I kind of got 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 over it pretty quickly. Yeah, and moved to the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stopped working for him. Yeah, and started just doing other things. I have this. I have this image of you, and I think I mean literally an image because I think I've seen photos. Oh, my car photo. Well, whoa, wait. Oh, no. oh wait. I, well, I, I think I know what you're talking about. But yeah. the thing that I feel like I've seen is I feel like I've seen pictures of Megan Scavio as a punk kid yeah yeah so were you into like the punk scene when I went you to were my first so i grew up in the 80s so uh i think i went to my first like hardcore show when i was 14 years old <laughs> which is yeah yeah which is when hardcore was a thing right and well, it's you know, also a, it's an advanced uh show to attend yeah but a, they're not as, as in those days they were they you know they were so still sort of underground they were played in weird like halls and stuff yeah um so they were all ages right and uh i would just fell in love it was just what i wanted to be around were those types of people but i i, I it was not the only scene i was in um those were my main people but i had i think it was my um it was drama class. Yeah. That's where the punks and like the gay kids were. Right. So I had, I, I, I kind of shifted between hanging out with my gay friends and going to nightclubs and dancing and then going to hardcore punk shows. Right. <laughs> was that in Omaha or was that, that when was you got Omaha. out here? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, that was I, in Omaha. I figure there's, I mean, any city with that like population level has got to have its underground scene. Yeah. 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 For, did you see that uh, The Green Room, that movie about the skinheads? I, and... I, I wanted to watch it. A, it was filmed in Oregon. Oh. B, uh, Patrick Stewart and um, 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 maybe from Arrested Development. Uh, the the, oh, the, the lady. girl. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm blanking on her name because I'm a scrub. Uh, Aaliyah Shawkat. 
Anyway, uh, I, I like I, I really like both of them, but also I heard it was uh, I don't know I'm I'm quasi squeamish. It's like not super oh, yeah, squeamish, but it's just sort of like it seemed it seemed kind of like ooh. Well, I really <laughs> I'm interested to that in movie, it. Yeah, but I mean, if you strip all of the murdering out of it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I related to that movie just because it was so like. That that scene, not maybe not also skip, take out the Nazi. Yeah. So heads. take out the Nazi stuff. Take out but the murdering. I mean, skinheads. But I mean, right. skinheads. Yeah, yeah. But They weren't. They weren't Nazi skinheads. Right. Yeah. Really yeah. I I know. I'm I'm friends with somebody who also was kind of like in the hardcore scene in like the 80s and is like, yeah, I was friends with like the anti-Nazi yeah. skinheads. And I'm like, oh, there's there are there are layers to this scene. <laughs> <laughs> It was really, I really, I really enjoyed it, yeah. um, and it's sort of stayed with me when I moved out here. Yeah, um, all my friends were punk rock folk, and up until I think I really started working maybe two thousand and nine. Yeah, all my friends were still punk rock friends, and that I think two thousand nine was when I sort of took more of a role in in video games. So I, I started shifting to spend more time with video game more time with video game people right yeah and that's when I sort of now most of my friends are video game people. <laughs> <laughs> which you know we're cool too Megan <laughs> I know uh, yeah so so you started so you started so you, so you came out to the to the Bay Area in like, you know, like the mid 90s and then you started working on event stuff 2000 yeah like, well so. on GDC I think 97 was when I started at that at Miller Freeman yeah so like what so, yeah, what got you into, I mean, I can kind of project via, you know, like, as you were saying about kind of your personality type and everything, but yeah, what attracted you to, to say like, huh, I, I think that like, yeah, putting on events and kind of organizing all this stuff is like what you were drawn to. Um, well, I think the idea of travel. Right. Oh, did, did you have to me. travel around to a lot of events? Yeah. The, outside the, the of first this events area? I worked on were really tech events. I think it was called um, PCB Showcase. It was printed circuit board design. Oh, and then, oh baby. And then, I know, Where was that? Uh, PCB, I think that was in, um, they had an office in Atlanta. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. There was a show in maybe Phoenix. Yeah. Um, I went to Chicago, uh, New York. There was another show called HDI, which was High Density Interconnect. There was a wow. DV Expo, which was Digital Video Expo. So yeah. we had shows New York, LA, Chicago, yeah. um, Phoenix. So there. So does it? So was the the company you worked for? Did they focus entirely on like like tech industry events specifically? For the most part, okay. they were uh, a media company. So they, that's when magazines existed, and right. um, <laughs> they did tech uh, magazines and that. shows attached to the tech magazines. Right. Okay. Um, and now it's sort of the other way around. We have events and then kind of websites attached to the events, but yeah, no more. No but yeah, so I would do random weird tech shows all over the place, and it was just kind of fun to yeah. get on the plane and go take over a, a, a space. Right. Yeah. I mean, what is it like? What does it consist of? Like, tell me the tell me about the job. I mean, you know, like, it, like, it, do you like, want people to turn this off? No, I just want like, well, because I I feel like you know, with any stuff like this, it's like you go to a thing and the thing is happening, and yeah, then yeah. you leave, and then that thing happened before, and it's like, is it? I mean, I imagine it's just like a lot of finding the you're like juggling a lot of different like companies yeah. that are like setting up all the shit, yeah. but like there's all this stuff that I can't even like imagine just like you have to get people to I don't know like 
like a company that just like wires things up or something. I don't know, like all the like weird <laughs> yeah, minutia. Like, there's somebody who provides the internet. There's yeah. somebody who provides the AV. Yeah. There's the general contractor, which kind of sets up all your booths and make right. all, makes all your signs. Which um, is one of the like, oh yeah, yeah, food, food people, food people. Um, savor. <laughs> I every year when I go to GDC, I'm like mm, savor. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, like that's one of the amazing things when when you go to one of these events when you go to E3 or take your pick that has like a big expo floor is like if you're someone who's showing stuff, it's like all right, attendees out, and then like 20 minutes later, half of the booths are just like <clears throat> like gone. You're like what? I mean, it, it yeah. comes apart so quickly. It yeah. takes. But something like an E3 takes like two weeks to set up, yeah. and then it feels like it's down in like a day. Yeah, you're like you're like okay, see everybody. Wait, what? Where'd the <laughs> show go? Like it's just like gone. But yeah, no. I mean, did you did you kind of like so GDC, the main GDC, yeah. which is just like an enormous yeah. event, and then you've got multiple events all you know throughout the year and everything. So did you? kind of like work your way up from small events and like I don't know what was the word learning process like I mean I worked like, my way up um, not only from small events but sort of what you do at each event yeah. because it, they're usually a team of people obviously yeah. it's like making anything you have to have a bunch of people who do various tasks right um, so there's the person who handles the conference side and works with the speakers and the AV companies and they get all of that set and put together yeah. then you have the Expo side, which are the people who work with all of the exhibitors and make sure they follow they're following rules and regulations. Yeah, and then you kind of have an, a person who's over it all who does venue contracts and hotel contracts and just sort of make sure everyone's right on the same page. Yeah, there's all the signs and stuff. Yeah. So you've kind of got your lower levels, which are the conference and expo people, and then the higher level, which is slightly more manager. And so yeah. I just worked my way up. Yeah, what um, was it? Were yeah, what was... I'm just what really was, good at everything that I try to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, my basic uh, I like story really is I'm amazing and it's wonderful. I work really hard. <laughs> I do. I and mean, I like things to be right. Yeah. So well, it, well, that's like, all it really takes. Well, so when you were when you were working on early stuff, when you were working on like uh, printed circuit board design <laughs> conferences and stuff... I don't even know what that, what that is. Uh, yeah. Well, but, but like, you know, was... What do you do? You remember like starting out? Do you have some like I don't know horror stories of when you're like, oh no! I, like I can imagine I mean, trying to get something like that to work. You've got to discover like in real time, like oh this thing has to happen. Like there's so much. It just seems like so much to manage. I think that my my biggest mistakes and my biggest whoops moments have generally been um, handling budget stuff, like okay. being accidentally $100,000 off on something when you're reporting to the corporation they don't really like those kinds they of things. They don't want to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I don't think, I think generally I'm a little too um, uptight to allow too many horrible mistakes. That's good. But you do have a lot of balls in the air and yeah. it is kind of stressful and that's kind of why I went to the show, the team GDC, once that opportunity happened, because yeah. it was so stressful doing the operation stuff, because right. there's so much, I mean, if you just make a mistake and have a room wrong or the AV wrong or anything, it could sort of really create a snowball effect 
on site. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like I mean, whatever. I'm, hopefully, it's not a sore spot, but it seemed like like last year was the first year or was the year before that you did VRDC at GDC yes. and like it had to like change halls like midday because it was like too popular like the yeah. impression I got was that it was like oh way more people are into this than we thought and you had to just like move the whole event so we like, pace registration every week we get a report that yeah. you know how many people are registered and, and we knew how many people were registering um, who could possibly attend VRDC and it was just inching along it was yeah. pretty normal and then sort of we blinked, and then it was basically over capacity. And that's when we said, okay, we have to make some adjustments. And we made some adjustments before the event, but it didn't really work out. Yeah. And so we made more adjustments on site. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's like that stuff, it's I imagine, you just have to like react to it, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. which is, I'm sure, one of the exciting parts of the job. But <laughs> there, were a lot of people, there were a lot of upset people, but I sure. think once we kind of, made that shift on site and, and moved rooms and did, did everything we could. I, I saw that people sort of respected the fact that we tried to do something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, okay. So, so yeah, we're, we're kind of, you know, getting yeah. into, into recent history, but you, you started working specifically on GDC stuff. You said like in like the early 2000s. 2000s. Yeah. That was my first one. Yeah. So what and I was, loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what, 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 so a, You've obviously stuck with it, you know, for like now you're, it's been 15 years, right? So obviously you connected with it on some level, which is awesome. And you've made it the thing that it is in a lot of ways now. But what was GDC like when you first started working on it? Well, okay. So it was in San Jose. Right. The the first GDC that I went to was the last one that was in San Jose. Uh, yeah. That was 2006, you yep. said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, we were in San Francisco in 2005 and had to go back. Right, one okay. Year. Yeah. Um, well, it was a lot different than printed circuit board design. <laughs> <laughs> the audience. I think it was the audience, you know, because yeah. I came from um, I came from a, a group of people that were really kind of out there with... Um, punk rock scene yeah. and <clears throat> I went from events that were really focused on a lot of engineering dudes to an event with a lot of kind of artist type people right people who were much more driven by creating rather than just sort of numbers right yeah and I just loved it and it felt like such uh, my space and yeah. I, I played video games growing up I love video games and it just really it was just such a good feeling yeah yeah and so, yeah, the event was in San Jose. It was and, probably about 6,000 people. Right. I was going to say, it was like, it was what, so a quarter small. of the size it is, is, or less than it, it is amazing. now, right? Yeah. yeah. And everyone hung out the Fairmont Lobby Bar. Yeah. And you could walk down the hall and see everyone. You, <laughs> right. You never missed anyone. Yeah. At GDC in those days. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, was it, I mean, was it, has it, has it, so right now, GDC is like a full week. Was it like a... Was it, it was always a week. Okay. It was always so, a week, yeah. but um, the Monday and Tuesday were just tutorial days. Um, and then the main conference was always Wednesday through Friday along with the with the, um, the expo. It was... I right. don't remember when we added the summits, but it was probably more like in 2007. Yeah. That's when yeah. we started adding the summit. Okay. The roster. But really... The basic format of GDC has not changed in yeah. that time. Yeah, it seems like it's been, uh, uh, I mean, from what I've seen, uh, I mean, past a certain point, uh, it, it's been, like, kind of consistent in its shape. Yes. And it's really been 
a process of of developing what kind of goes into that form factor, Correct. right? Yeah. Um, so you so you started out working with the CAs. Yes. So was that sort of like you were like the 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 sort of like camp counselor for like okay everybody you know were were you just kind of overseeing what so so for people that don't know GDC yeah the the conference associates at GDC are super important because they like stand at all the doors and make sure people have their passes and answer questions and all that stuff and there's a lot of them yeah I think now we have four hundred of them back then we probably probably had one hundred fifty or two hundred of yeah. them um, I think it was a perfect introduction to GDC because um, it was a little bit of a family and my job was to work with there there were two CA managers at the, at the time Tim and Ian okay um so they scheduled all of the volunteers the yeah. CAs and they took care of them so they were like the dads right the volunteers and I was the person who helped give Tim and Ian whatever they needed okay gave them the schedule so they have they had some software they still do that they just throw everything into and this schedules everyone and it's amazing um but I was also you know that we do a CA orientation and I would go and introduce myself and talk about, you know, how much, t- tell them how much we appreciated them. And it was the perfect introduction because they were a family yeah. and it made me realize what a family GDC is. Yeah. All in all, GDC is like a family reunion for most people. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, so that was the perfect way to see that reality was just through their eyes. Yeah. And they were so passionate and they loved video games. They loved the event. And it made you love it. Yeah, it made me want made me want to come back and do a lot more. Yeah, no, I mean that, that's that's definitely the experience that that I've had, and that I know I think a lot of people have, which is you know the maybe the first year that you go, you only know people you already know, but you meet a couple of people, and kind of like every year you come back, you're more a part of your you know yeah. tribe that you've kind of built yeah. up within uh, GDC, and I imagine that that is. Um, really uh, accelerated if you're a CA and you're kind of like we're all CAs together you know yes, like we're in this group already experience. and like we're doing this thing together and then CAs also they when they're not like working on like I need to man this booth or check this thing or, or whatever they get to go to, to talks and, and kind of be an attendee of GDC also Correct. they're yeah. only uh, working as a CA half of the time the other half they are um just a, a conference uh, attendee. Yeah, yeah, which, you know, like, GDC has been a really formative experience for me and for a ton of developers, and I know that there's a lot of people who kind of started their path in game development as a CA as well, you oh, know? Yeah. But it's like, I got there, and, and you kind of, you get to see a lot of how stuff works from the inside, like, functionally, but also get to go to a talk about how a game that inspired you was made or whatever. Yeah, so it's really cool, and, you know, obviously people are still doing it every year. Yeah. I mean, people who don't need to do it still go back and yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. Because they love it so much, and they yeah. love the people. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. So your first year was was doing that, and you really kind of, yeah, connected with with GDC. Yeah. So from from that point, what was your yeah what was your process of kind of becoming more involved in in futures and in, in additional events and everything? So I was um, just sort of assigned to that event because EBM did a lot of events. I did I was doing GDC while I was doing other events too. Yeah. I probably did about four events a year. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to remember. I might have done CAs for two years, and then I moved to uh, working on the conference. Okay. 
So I worked with the uh, conference manager at the time. Her name was Susan Marshall. Mm -hmm. And she organized all the speakers. And I did the operational stuff, like the uh, AV and... The practical, yeah. like, the, the make it make it run stuff. Like, yeah, the make it run, order the signs. Yeah, right. Yeah, made sure everything was correct, the rooms were correct. And, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Susan and I became this little pair. Yeah. And we did the event guide together, and we, and we proofed all of the content, and I started going to advisory board meetings okay. with her. Yeah. Um, so and, you kind of had a mentor in her that brought you more into yeah. into the whole like yeah working on what the programming was going to be yeah. and that stuff. Okay. Because like I have a big team today. I say big. I've got two conference managers and a conference coordinator. Yeah. Where um, and two ops people that do the content. Yeah. And back in those days, it was just me and Susan. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Doing all of it. Right. <laughs> so we became very close friends. Yeah. She met her. You met. Oh, you met her yesterday. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. I, okay. <laughs> We're still yes. friends. Right, cool. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's so crucial to, yeah, have somebody to kind of, you know, guide you into those spheres, yes. right? And back then we did, um, I think we did GDC Europe, but it was in England. Okay. Um, Where is it now? I haven't ever been. It was, uh, it's attached to Gamescom. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so it's in, it's in Cologne. Yeah. Cool. I, I've, I've never visited Germany, but maybe someday I'll come for Gamescom, yeah. Also, Gamescom yeah. is a pretty big, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> big yeah. wacky event. Yeah, we, last, last year when we did, um, well, actually, so I'm recording this in late 2016. Uh-huh. This isn't going to go up for a while. <laughs> so when I say last yeah. year, I mean 2015. <laughs> uh, yeah, we showed Tacoma at Gamescom, and Carla and Nina went out for that, and uh-huh. then... Uh, me and uh, one of our other designers, Tynan, came down here and showed it to press here. So I, ah, I've not it. gotten to go to, to Gamescom. Oh, I think I, I saw them there. That I'm, I'm, I saw them at the uh, at an Xbox party. I think so. Yeah. 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 So, year. so they got to experience the the glory of of what I've heard is an insane, just massive show that Gamescom I mean, is. It's the biggest uh, video game event in the world. Yeah. Um, uh, and but, Cologne is a beautiful city. Yeah, yeah. Cologne, uh, also the, the birthplace of Kolsch, and they have a very specific way of drinking Kolsch beers that yes. I will that I will someday. I don't drink beer at all, yeah. except when I'm in Germany. Yeah. Or Cologne, specifically. Yeah. Kolsch. Yeah. They don't like you ordering anything but Kolsch. Oh, well, that's fine, because that's all I want to order. So we're good. Um, anyway, so now that we're not talking about that... Um, <laughs> Uh, so, so, so you, so you kind of, yeah, you had this, uh, this, this process of, of kind of being involved in more parts of, right. of the whole GDC process. You were also, were you, so, so having worked, having, you know, being friends with Chris Remo and with Chris Remo and everything, were yeah. you also involved with Dhammasutra, the no. site, the editorial stuff at all? No. Okay. Okay. No, we really did, um, back in those days, we're a little more closer now, mm-hmm. um, but back in those days it was church and state. It was yeah. Sutra was its own thing, and GBC was its own thing. Right. Um, and, and Game Developer, and Game Developer Magazine. Magazine was yeah. its own thing. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. now we, we work a lot uh, more closely with the edit, the editors, and, and I run... I bounce things off them all the time, ideas, like the classic game postmortems. What do you right. guys want to see? What do you yeah, do? yeah. yeah. Uh, and they sort of reproduce some of our blog entries, but otherwise, right. it's still slightly church and state. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, so I did conference ops for a while. Yeah. And then when Susan left, 
the game group, the GDC team, which was separate than my team, hired me to do yeah. the conference management to do okay. Susan's job. I see. Okay. So, so that was my next step, was, was actually working with the speakers and the advisory boards direct, directly. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I guess I'm, I'm interested in, yeah, how you started to, to work towards the direction of, yeah, kind of guiding the, the conference yeah. as an event. Because, you know, I, I feel like since I started attending GDC, it hasn't, like, changed a huge amount, you know, like, in, in its overall um, feel. But I do feel like in the last, you know, five six years, take your, take your pick, that uh, you guys have, have done a lot of work to expand what is included within GDC and, like, kind of the focus of, of different parts of, of kind of what you can experience when, when you go there, you know? Yeah. So, like, you started... So, so what was the first year that you became, like... I'm going, I'm going to say the, the Lord yeah, of the boss, of the boss lady. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was uh, 2009 was okay. my first GDC where I was in charge. Of yeah. It. Yeah. And so, do you feel like what? What was it? I don't know. Best interview question ever. What was it like? You know, to to it like was rough because a, a that was the recession year. Okay. So that was the year where um, a lot of people still came to GDC, but they didn't buy. A conference pass. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so my first year was a rough one because okay. it was just, it was the year that everything kind of was not good. Okay. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Hey, <Yeah>. welcome. <laughs> uh, but it was fine because we knew it was a recession year. Yeah. Um, but it was really kind of focused, you know, it's still the it's still a corporation that I work for. So yeah. that first year was really focused on, you know, budget and maintaining. Right. Uh, all of that. So... It wasn't until my next year that I was able to kind of really dig in and focus on what the event was, okay. rather than just sort of making the numbers that I needed to make. Right. Okay. So, because, yeah. So, your first experience, the transition was just like, everything's on fire everything's and now it's your fire. problem? Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, you yes. got to think more like, but what do I want to do as I think, a... I think actually that really kind of um, prompted everything, to be honest, because you saw how... Um, how... How precious the event is and how easily it could just all fall apart huh, okay. and it was then that we said okay we really have to make the event worth coming to yeah um and we have to sort of invest back into it yeah um so that's when we started doing some of the um what we in the office called common areas but they're really interactive spaces so we started putting things in the hallways of GDC right like when you go down the escalator and there's like the demo areas like right yeah. when you're going through a main thoroughfare and yeah stuff. well we yeah. have well now we have indie mega booth we have the board game area we have I am 8 bit right um, we have day of the devs now we have that little depths area yeah um, we had the video game history museum guys but since they've opened their own physical Video Game History Museum, which is <laughs> it's a little harder for them to come every year. Yeah. Um, they have all controlled GDC, right. which is super neat. Which is like a, f that's a fairly recent development, right? That's like within the last few years that became its own Yeah, I think area, it might be right? four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's got an award. It's going to have an award this year. Yeah, I saw about that. I mean, yeah, that's a whole other aspect of yeah. the thing. It's like the IGF and, and the, the game developers yeah. uh, 
conference awards? Choice awards. Right. I knew it was a C. I was like, game developers, uh, choice awards. Um, uh, but yeah, so, so how would, how would you characterize when you had that, that realization of sort of like, oh, you can have a bad year and if it, if you don't work on it, it's not just going to all be okay on its own. Like when you went from there to, to, like you were saying, having to, to think like, okay, we need to like make people like really invested in wanting to come to this. Yeah. How, how would you, I, I guess, how would you characterize, you know, your kind of, I guess, philosophy behind, okay, what, what does that mean for GDC? So there's, the, uh, it's tough. GDC is 31 year old, years old. Yeah. Um, I think there are certain people who think maybe it's just a thing that's going to last forever, but I kind of go every year thinking that this could be the last year <laughs> right. it exists on this level. So what are we going to do to make people, it, it's a community. So my focus is always how do, how do I maintain that community, a community feeling. Yeah. And, uh, and kind of grow it too. Just really make it something that people really want to keep coming back to, yeah. not just need to keep coming back to. Right. So that's that's my main job is like, what can we do as an event? Still make the money I need to make for my, my corporate overlords. Yeah. But make it so that people don't um, resent GDC. Right. Yeah. Um, they, so they don't feel like they're going out of obligation or something. It's like they actually like, want to they want to yeah, they right. find value in it they yeah. leave going man that was amazing i can't wait to come back next year that's what i want yeah um and it's harder and harder every year because judy or san francisco is a crazy expensive yeah. place yeah <laughs> yeah but we I'm, we're stuck and we think about this and don't don't think we don't because i think about it constantly um it's just GDC is such a huge thing now. We don't really fit in many other locations. Yeah, sure. Um, and we can't control hotel prices right. at all. Yeah. So it, it's a bit of a struggle. So we try to figure out what, how we can make GDC the best place, despite all the costs associated with it. Yeah. So what are the what are the um, what are the things we're doing? Yeah, I mean, like, like yeah, when you when you say that, it's sort of like, or or even just like even between what you're doing now and what your initial approach was Mm -hmm. like how did how do you aside from what you've done um how did you kind of uh gauge what you thought that could be was it based on the staff's observation Mm -hmm. of what had gone on or like because i know that um when you go see a talk at gdc or whatever there's um there's there's the the survey you know just and and that kind of i know at least reflects on individual speakers i know that yeah you guys i think you send out just a general like what did you think of the conference survey after the conference and everything so yeah how much of it was like data driven versus just what kind of you guys wanted to see out of it um, it's probably half and half. So we do, we rely a lot on the data. We have the, those uh, post-show surveys are super important because there's a lot of literals that are in them and we read them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's a lot of, of information. Um, so when you say a lot of literals, you literals, mean like I mean, specifically people write to, in. And, and somebody just saying like, I wish this was at the show yeah, kind of thing. I didn't like this. Yeah. I liked this. Yeah. There's so much of that. Yeah. And we read all of it. Yeah. Um, one of the funny, sorry, one of the, as a, as someone who has, um, had like a speaker pass a few times, one of the things that I thought was, was funny and, and like felt like a very specific like reflection of that was that a couple of years ago, you guys stopped including 
uh, lunch with the speaker pass unless somebody like asked like you right like there, there used to be a thing where it was like I mean I think that might have just been a one year weirdness oh really okay with the, with the tickets well I thought it was still a thing where it's like now if you want lunch you have to like opt into it as opposed to like for attendees okay you do but speakers should oh, okay get okay you okay get okay tickets. okay sorry so I'm 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 probably thinking as an attendee yeah. not a not a speaker so okay. I don't think anyone even no one does it anymore because right because when we stop just serving lunches. I'm not exaggerating. That box lunch with a sandwich and yeah. a, a piece of fruit with a soda was $40. <laughs> For wow. one thing. Yeah. $40. Yeah. Um, so when we uh, decided to cut lunches, yeah. um, we actually took that amount off of the badge prices. Right. Yeah. Um, and then said, hey, if you want to spend $140 or whatever it was going to be, <laughs> you can have lunches all you go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. or you can just save money. Right. And, and I was, so that, and that, at least from the outside. See, so yeah, I was thinking of that as an attendee, not a yeah, speaker. Yeah, speakers, speakers, speakers get your, your thing. But, um, but yeah, as an attendee, I, I just remember kind of before that happened, as an attendee being like, why are they, I don't want to, go, I don't want the, I'm going to go get lunch somewhere else anyway. <laughs> and it felt like, to me anyway, that a bunch of people have been like, I don't want the lunch. And you guys are like, okay, we'll start saying, tell us if you do want the lunch instead of we're going to deal with trying to give everybody a lunch that a bunch of people yeah. don't want. And that kind of like, you know, actually being reactive to, to, to even the little things yeah. like the lunch, not like, you know, the big issues, yes. but just like, oh, we can optimize this. People are saying they like this and don't like this. We're actually going to do something about it. You yes. know? Well, another example of that is when, um, I, 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 started reaching out to uh, organizations to encourage more women to apply to speak. Mm -hmm. And one of them wrote back with a very harsh <laughs> response about why they don't come to GDC and wow. why uh, they didn't feel I was sincere. Okay. Um, and I, and, and, but it was, you know, it was really good feedback because yeah. we acted on it. Yeah, like, sure. You know, I am a, uh, we can't come to GDC because we have kids and I, I need daycare and you don't have daycare. Right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, God, how hard is it to get daycare? And you look it up and it's not hard at all. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> and then we had daycare that yeah. year and have had it ever since. Yeah. And, and similarly, yeah, I know developers um, who have kids that have, have really appreciated that. Yeah. And it's so simple and it's just sometimes someone saying it that that's all it will take. And, yeah. if, and if we can do it, we will do it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's like the lunch thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other examples, but really it, not everything we can do, but yeah, but, um, yeah, the daycare was, was really, uh, re really cool. I'm really happy we did that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, 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 yeah, let's, I mean, I, so one thing that I think is, you know, um, interesting and cool about you being involved with GDC and what you've done with GDC is obviously you're a woman that's in charge of this extremely, you know, huge uh, series of professional events and also in traditionally like a very male industry, you yeah. know, game, game development, uh, mm -hmm. you know, a little at a time is getting a little <laughs> bit better, but it's still, you know, you go to GDC and it's like a, it's a lot very, of very dude, very yeah. dude heavy place. And it, and it seems like, um, like you've worked hard to try to, try to expand who you see at GDC yeah. as someone that's representing what people are, are doing with, with making games. So like what, what has that been 
been like I mean like you're saying you know at some point you you reach out to people and somebody's yeah. like isn't responding to it and it seems like there's a lot involved with that aspect of, of what you guys are trying to do well a, I think people need to understand that we're genuine when we want to make these changes <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> it's not just we're not just saying it we're I really want to and it is an effort um but you know we we do a few things we um we started with the I'm gonna personally reach out to a bunch of women in tech women in games organizations and yeah. encourage them to submit um, we've made a lot of progress there but it's still really hard like this last year for GDC I had um, under five women submit to the programming track yeah and we're at an advisory board meeting because the advisory board is super important to GDC and they sitting they're sitting there going I don't know what to do <laughs> so I <clears throat> I ended up extending the second um, call for papers just for women to submit to the programming track and even then I only got seven yeah so progress is slow going yeah but we're trying yeah um, we also did this really cool thing last year well earlier this year in 2016 called amplifying new voices okay super behind the scenes thing but it's kind of our way to figure out how we can grow a future of um, the women speakers yeah uh, so we put out it was a group of volunteers from Oculus and Telltale at the time and Robin Haneke's company whose name I can never pronounce Phenomena Phenomena <laughs> why can't I do that why can't I say that <laughs> um, it's a funny made up word oh my god that's crazy <laughs> uh, it's the greatest studio though um, we we put out a, like a call for speakers or a call for um, volunteers sort of I don't even know what to call it but we had about 150 people respond we selected 36 people 36 women and underrepresented communities who have been working in games for many years they've shipped one or two games and they just want some sort of mentorship yeah and they, they want to get out there but they're not sure how to do it so we paid for them to come to GDC on the Sunday before GDC, we gave them a full day of training. We helped. We gave them headshots. We helped them write bios. Yeah. We gave them PR training. We gave them training on how to like get on the stage, set plug in, plug in your laptop, and speak. Yeah. And uh, it was amazing. And then we we um, taught them how to write a, a submission. And then we did a hell of a little party. But that we're gonna keep doing stuff like that every year to kind of build that because until you get the people on the stage really representing in a public way right it's nothing's going to change yeah well i think that part of i mean the impression i get is that another part of that like that, so there's specific work that you've done that yeah. say like, let's reach out to women let's yeah. make them feel like they're able to be a part of this but i think that another aspect of that is that in in recent years you you've expanded what kind of programming tracks there are yeah. at GDC, you know, like... I, the advocacy tracks. Well, there, uh, well, there's the advocacy track, which is also kind of, feels like a little bit more targeted, but mm. I think things like the Indie Game Summit and the Narrative Summit, oh, yeah. and putting, you know, like the narrative um, category into IGF and stuff, it's like, what GDC in a lot of ways has been like, okay, art, programming, production, yeah. design, right? And... There, I think that in indie games and in stuff that is more narrative focused and with like alt control GDC, like kind of this stuff that's more a little bit yeah. harder to categorize, there's more different kinds of people and more women that 
feel like they identify with those aspects of game development. Yeah, and they're not one hundred percent traditional games. Yeah, and they're hard. They're harder to fit into the standard categories. So you're yeah. correct. Uh, being able to just expand a little bit has opened the door for yeah. so many other types of people. Because I know that in the Narrative speak. Summit, like there's a lot of women that speak, uh-huh. whether they're narrative designers or writers yeah. or yeah, indie game developers that have written their own stories and you know produce the games that they're in so you know i I think that yeah part of it is targeted to the specific kinds of people that you want to reach out to but the other is just sort of saying we're going to kind of acknowledge these other parts of game development that that give more people opportunities to represent themselves in it which is the novo award was part of that too i think that helped kind of uh loop in an additional Unidentifiable. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, Nuovo has been around ever since I remember. Is that how long uh, ago was that instituted? I mean, whatever. It doesn't have to be. I recent. don't know off I the just, top of my head, but it, yeah. it wasn't that long ago. Okay, I mean, yeah. I was I was sort of there. It was this really dr- driven by Simon Carlos. Okay. Yeah. Um, who I'm sure you know. Yeah. Well, and it's a great category because it is sort of that like, and if you're doing a weird, crazy experimental thing that we don't have somewhere else for, like, here's a way to recognize, look at this experimentation that's happening, look at this stuff that is going to influence other people by yeah. it being so off on its own. Yeah, um, yeah so, and, and speaking of, of which, um, so there's the, the, the awards are another part of GDC, right? We've got talks and we've got, you know, the, the, the actual, floor. yeah, like the expo floor where there's, where there's a lot of, um, yeah, more kind of like businessy booths. There's middleware and there's Sony and Nintendo and stuff are all there. And then yeah, on Wednesday night <clears throat> of every GDC, there's there's the awards. Yay. And I yeah, that. I love the awards. Yeah, and <laughs> it's two awards in one. Right. Yeah, it's the IGF awards, the Independent Game Festival awards first, yeah. and then the Game Developers Choice Awards right. for like AAA publisher funded games second. Right. How long has the IGF? existed as a the first one was like in the night like late 90s or something yeah i think igf is older than the choice awards oh really Um, i didn't know that yeah gosh i'd have to look it up yeah yeah but it's in the teens right yeah so they've both been like long-running uh uh, events and you know i think that's part of what um i think that's part of what people part of why people connect to GDC so much is because, you know, if it was only, if, if basically all of GDC was kind of represented by the Game Developers Choice Awards and it's like, we're going to give awards to Rockstar and, you know, XYZ, then I think that more people would kind of feel like, okay, well, I just got to go to GDC because yeah, it's like the big excited. thing. And I mean, even people that work on, like, you know, if, you, you came from that. Yeah. When I worked, <laughs> when I worked in AAA, I loved GDC because it included, like, it really, like, yeah. emphasized IGF and, you know, like, like big, uh, high-budget games. Um, so, you know, when did you, because I know that you're also, you're pretty directly involved with, like, the awards, or at least overseeing, yeah. well, you know, that kind of, kind of stuff. You know, Simon and I together really like to, we're... I mean, they all fall under the GDC umbrella, so yeah. we're steering all of it. Yeah. So constantly. So when did you start being more involved with like the awards themselves? Oh, I was more involved with. The, I was the an awards producer back when I was also the conference manager. So I produced the awards. I've been doing the awards for a very long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but being in charge probably when I took over in two thousand nine was yeah. when I helped really drive. Um, 
the direction of the awards. I love the awards because you yeah. have you have the IGF in the beginning and you have the choice and so you have the AAA people really sitting through an indie right. award ceremony right. and really seeing all the other the cool stuff that indies are doing. Yeah. And I just love that. And then we do we have fun with the seating so I get to see um, indies who I might think might be super interested in sitting with someone from whatever game you know yeah. at some point you're sitting someone with Todd Howard and you're right. like they love that right <laughs> yeah well and that's the that's thing is like you know GDC represents really the whole spectrum of yeah. you know one person you know Richard Hoffmeyer going up on stage to, to accept awards and yes. then you know yeah take your pick the Activision folks getting you know like and and it's it's all Zynga. yeah yeah <laughs> we, we had a bad year where we sat some indies with the Zynga guy and the indies got really drunk and they as indies do <laughs> I'm, yeah I'm, <laughs> and they I yep. think they they, they didn't know they were sitting with the Zynga guy and the Zynga Zynga won yeah and they booed <laughs> and then the guy got on stage and then he said some really mean thing about uh, indies and oh it was no. just so now we're very careful you, yeah <laughs> yep. so so you're but saying you're saying there, there are pros and cons <laughs> there are <laughs> the whole event um but yeah, I, I so I also feel like um, I, I I'm kind of yeah coming back to the whole thing of like GDC is, is it feels like it's always evolving and yeah. kind of you know reacting to what the industry is doing you know like I mean with even something as big as VR DC it's like okay yeah. virtual reality is happening now we're we're not we're not just GDC that does what we do we're like okay that's part of the industry and we need to represent it and I think that's that seems very. Um, very clear in the awards too because like year to year a lot of times the awards categories change or they're ones that are added or ones that are consolidated or it might feel like that they don't change that they, often they, they don't change a lot but as as someone who entered their game into the IGF before the narrative category existed <laughs> and, and, and then it was introduced partway through judging <laughs> it feels like there, there's a lot of sort of like we're going to really think Hard about like does a whatever like because there was also like the the like best tech like best oh, technology that, yeah, that award that kind of went away and like mobile game went away yeah. as its own thing. So yeah, you, you, know. you have to adapt with how things are going. Yeah, and I do think that um, we heard and you've, you've got a very vocal community. Yeah, um, and you've got people who are are disappointed that their games aren't making it in IGF. Yeah, and one way to solve that is saying which games are not making it into IGF. Very narrative-driven games that don't yeah. fit to those other categories. So maybe, and they're good games. Yeah. So maybe we need to add the narrative category. Right. It's very easy. The tech category. There was a huge conversation about not having that anymore. It was really hard to judge, and and it. it I, Everyone is reluctant to say, oh, everyone's just making games in Unity, so you don't really need that anymore. But that's really not that far off from the truth. And that was when we stuck to our guns, because we got a lot of angry people about that. But yeah. um, we still have it in the choice category. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In <laughs> the choice awards. Right. Uh, but yeah, we do, um, you do have to adapt. If you don't adapt, then you're just on a sinking ship. Right. I think. Yeah. Well, and I mean, with, with an industry like, you know, game development it's all you know new technology is always coming up new ways of kind of making and selling and playing games are always coming up so yeah. it, it's 
kind of inescapable. Yeah. yeah. Um, you see a lot of our um, uh, change happening in the summits too. Yeah. So every year we sit down and we discuss what summits will come back and which new ones we need. You know, we had an esports summit for a couple of years. Yeah. Riding that wave, but it's really hard to program for an esports summit. Mm. Um, you know, we used to have a free to play summit and a mobile summit yeah. or a smartphone summit. And yeah. now we have a mobile summit. We right. combine those because they were battling each other. They were basically the same thing. Yeah. So it's really just sort of adapting every year to, to new things that are happening. Yeah. Well, it seems like it must. Seems like it must keep it interesting for you guys. You know, because it's like basically every year is like a a, a problem start. solving. Yeah. You know, uh, process yeah. of like, well, what's not working and what is new that's coming up and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and. So part of, also, I think, you know, part of the whole, like, representation thing that I think is, is valuable is that, like, you're up on stage and, like, uh, recently um, Kelly Wallach took over IGF for, yeah. for Brandon Boyer. So, like, the face of the IGF is a woman, too. And I know that, like, a lot of your management team are women. My own entire conference team are women. My marketing yeah. director is a woman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. No, we're, we're, they're more women than, than not, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and you know, like, I don't know. I, I, I think that's. I think that's. I think it's just really. I think it's really cool because hopefully anybody that kind of knows about how this thing goes together and sees what an incredible production it is, you know, like is also aware of like, oh, you know, this is a this is a team yeah. that is is female led, is run by by women, and you know, being able to hopefully just filter down some of that visibility, you know, as well, you yeah. know, and it's sort of like, cause when you go to the awards, you know, and it's like, here's the ladies that are like in charge of these awards, we're presenting them, welcome to game development. Like, I think that yeah. that's, I think that that's a powerful image for people. I mean, I'm know. trying really hard to, I think for the awards, I've, I've decided every year one of the presenters is going to be a lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what happens. One of them is going to be a lady. Yeah. Because, and by herself, because you don't, you don't see that anywhere else. You don't see a woman on stage hosting a video game awards ceremony by herself. She's always paired with another guy. Yeah. She's there at all. And she's probably not really in development. She right. might be a celebrity. Yeah. Um, and I want to show that there are women in games who are capable of, of, you know, taking over a whole night yeah. ceremony. We had Abby Happy. Yep. Was the first woman to host the Choice Awards. Yeah. Uh, she was from Respawn Entertainment. Um, and last year we had Robin Haneke host. Yeah. And she was amazing. And we'll see who's this year. I'm not sure. Yet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, it's um, no, it's 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 really cool to to be there. I yeah. I, I the honestly the awards were like one of the real breakthrough things for me in kind of my consciousness the the first year that I went to to GDC because it was the one in San Jose and like it's yeah. a, it was in the big like San Jose you know convention center it felt theater it that yeah but it, but it, but like <laughs> it had like the stadium seats I know, like up I know. and and it was just like I just remember it was you know it was it was my first year and it was like you know Tim Schafer and the Double Fine folks came out because they won Best Debut for Psychonauts. Oh, yeah. And then, like, the adorable uh, Shadow of the Colossus team kept oh, coming yeah. up in the main awards. And it was, like, the, you know, they just, they, 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 <laughs> they had the one adorable. person on their team that could speak English. And they were all just, like, you know, so dressed up. I just yeah. remember one of the developers they brought up was a lady who was just in, like, an evening gown. And I was just, like, this is, like... It's amazing that this it is, is that this is about games and about above and beyond that that this is like 
you know, chosen by game developers, and so right. it's stuff that I, as a fan and someone who cared about it, it was like, they're recognizing Shadow of the Colossus all night, you know? Like, they're, they're, it's these games that I think are, like, have real value, and, and we're at this show with, like, laser lights, and, like, a big <laughs> screen and stuff. better and better yeah. every year. Um, I'm very thrilled. And, and, you know, there's just something about that that I think especially if you're someone who is who is not already part of it, you're like, yeah. you know... Okay, like we're all excited about like we're, we we all care about this stuff, you know. Like we're all here making this stuff, and and we're like we love it, and we're so excited about what these people are doing. Yeah, you know? and it's free at GDC. Like anyone can go. It's not even really badged. It's just like go and celebrate for the awards. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyone go to the awards? It's just open doors. Like go. You can't get into that VIP table section. Those are for the nominees. But right. the rest of the hall is just like go and watch your your favorites <laughs> win stuff yeah <laughs> it's so cool it is really cool yeah. I, I love it it's my favorite thing yeah so so yes but like so that's the that's the main GDC that's like the thing that that I go to every year um but you're producing stuff like all over the world all the time like yeah I, I flew out to all G the all the time <laughs> non-stop you're never not working Scavio um well but like I, I came out to to help with a talk at GDC China one year. Oh, yeah. You know, like, you're, it, what is, so, yeah. All right, do you, do you guys not do GDC China no. anymore? Oh, okay. Uh, it just wasn't really growing. I'm not really, I'm not entirely sure why. Yeah. But it was, you know, a good about 10 year run. Okay. Yeah. Um, but no longer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, so, so you produced then main GDC, now VRDC and GDC Europe. GDC Europe. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So what is what are your what are your considerations kind of like worldwide when you're putting on stuff at a, a you know yeah for GDC Europe for instance is it is it a very different show in how you approach it or I mean I imagine you get a lot more European developers yeah, well, well, we <laughs> doing talks and stuff we try to make them regional show like true regional shows yeah so the advisory board for GDC Europe is entirely European like when we um, took over that. We acquired that event from someone else. Oh, okay. And I think most of his advisors were American. Yeah. And so I fired them all. <laughs> <laughs> and put all Europeans on the board. Yeah. And really kind of just focused on what was happening in that in that region. Because otherwise people just all come to San Francisco. Yeah, right. And we tried to do that in China, but it was really hard because the Chinese weren't really used to that idea of sharing and getting on stage and telling other people what they're doing right yeah um so it ended up we ended up bringing a lot of westerners like yourself to come over and talk about western development which they had never really been exposed to either because it was right. mainland china it's really hard to leave mainland china without pieces and things so, right sure uh you know you you want to look at your community one thing i am proud of that we did in china was that we created an igf china yeah and there was practically zero independent game community in China at the time. In fact, we had to expand submissions to sort of pan-Asia okay, yeah, <laughs> in right. order to get more people to participate. But now there's a thriving indie community in China that's really kind of doing exciting stuff. So yeah. I, I like to think we participated in that. Yeah. Or helped build that. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, yeah. We also acquired that show in Austin a long time ago. There was an Austin Games conference, okay, and we bought it. I I wasn't. I, I that was before I was in charge. Yeah, and then that 
community in Austin, which was all sort of MMO based. Right. Kind of. It was kind of it all. It all kind of came from Ultima Online. It did. Yeah. It did. Everyone yep. worked at Origin at one point. Yep. And then it just sort of died. Yeah. And then so. Uh, Still got Bioware Austin down there, I think. Yeah, that's not enough to run a show. For yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's really just yeah. sort of understanding what who your audience is and what they want to see, and really yeah. GDC. Everyone just kind of comes to GDC now. Yeah. In San Francisco. Yeah. It's 20, 27,000 people. Yeah, which is wild. 27,000 people. I, and those like, are the people we're counting. Those are right. the people that are coming to San Francisco and hanging out in hotels right. and not buying tickets. Yeah. I mean, 27,000 people is probably like larger than the population of the town that some people listening to this live in. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure. like it, it, is a, it is a crazy amount of people. And I think something that that maybe people who are interested in GDC that know about GDC know is that it is a professional conference. Yeah. It is a really big conference. It is expensive to attend unless you have either someone paying for it or um, you, you've uh, been able to attend in, in, in some other way, right? So like a lot of people, they work at a big studio they bypass this yeah. for people. Or if you're lucky, you are nominated for the IGF, so you get to come. Or, you know. Or you're a speaker. Or you're a speaker. Um, or we talked about the conference associate program. Right. We also have scholarships. Right. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to ask about. Is I feel like you've also, especially with like including the Indie Game Summit passes and yeah. stuff, oh, you've, yeah. you've been working also to, to try and expand the. The, who the attendees can be by kind of subsidizing or giving yeah. more ways in yeah. for people. You're right. We did create a, a Indie Game Summit Pass that's more affordable so you can just come to Indie Game Summit. We also created an Education Summit Pass um, because we have a Game Education Summit for people who are building um, game programs in their universities. So we yeah. have a cheap pass for them because academics don't have a lot of money. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're, they're, they're not going to get signed off by their university to <laughs> or a full pass. No. Probably, they, I mean, yeah. No. They, yeah. they were, but no, they were complaining about it. Right. So sure. we fixed that. Yeah. Because um, we listen. We do try to listen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we... I don't remember. I think I did it two years ago. This is our... Maybe going on our third year of having scholarships. Yeah. Um, I just felt that we needed a way for more people to be able to attend GDC that otherwise wouldn't be able yeah. to come. Yeah. So I started reaching out. I used those organizations um, that I was reaching out to to speak. So the women in tech organizations mm -hmm. and other sort of underrepresented community organizations. I would reach out to them and I started offering them free passes yeah. as part of a scholarship program. What I wanted to do is get passes into the hands of these people, but I didn't want to be responsible for choosing who got them. Right. So I said, here... Um, Pixel is this great organization yeah. in in Canada. Mm -hmm. Here are twenty five passes. You give them away to your audience, however you want. Um, whether it's people are entering a contest or writing essays, I don't care. Just here, you're in charge, and it's been really amazing. We yeah. give away um, over five or six hundred now. Yeah. Um, but one thing I struggle with is we don't have. I'm still, you know, I have corporate overlords, and I can't with like actual money yeah because now what they struggle with is that they need stipends to travel right San Francisco's so expensive yeah. that's the thing I can't well and a, right now. a plane flight from take your pick other side of the continent not cheap not hotels cheap. yeah all the stuff yeah, yeah no once you add up the cost of the pass is like nothing like <laughs> sure great thanks for the review pass but I still need $2,000 to come here yeah 
Yeah. And so that's that's where I, I really wish the rest of the game industry would step up and kind of create some sort of fund or yeah. foundation that yeah. helps with this sort of thing. Well, yeah, because cool, I think that, you know, in the long term, when, when you talk about, you know, building, building forward towards having more female speakers, presumably more speakers of color, more speakers from just exactly. from different perspectives. Exactly. Um, different regions. Yeah. Like part of part of that is reaching out to people now. And part of that is, I think, giving people who might not be ready to be speakers yet the opportunity to just be there and see that maybe they could go yeah. further. And maybe those are speakers that are five or ten years from now right that's but, exactly yeah. why we're doing it yeah 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 <laughs> you know put them on stage get them in the audience get everyone to know that you know they're they're not alone yeah yeah because right now or most of the time when they go to a game conferences they you know if you're not a white guy yeah you feel alone yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um so as as the gm of gc you obviously know Everyone in the games industry, <laughs> like, like all of, all the people uh, you, you've come into contact with, and you, I, I, I'm sure that you've, you know, yeah, spent a lot of time with with tons of different people in the in the industry. <laughs> that's going in the podcast. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to clip that out. That's going to the beginning of the podcast. Um, no, uh, I, I guess you know, like you were saying, you you didn't come from like uh, the tech or games background yeah. when you got into this and now you know you're like very you know in in this group what do you feel like I don't know what 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 do you feel like has changed most about kind of like your perspective on like games and game development since it started being like your whole thing um I think I'm realizing how I, I know it's going to sound counter to what a lot of people think but I my perspective is that there are a lot of people in this community that want to improve it and make it better. Yeah. And I know that I hear a lot of people complaining about um, how male-dominated it is, but all of the men that I meet <laughs> are super driven to solve that problem. Yeah. And so we all just need to have that dialogue where we're a little more openly and not be so afraid to talk about it in public, um, but really realize we're all on the same page so that we can move forward together. But, you know, I talked to Rob Pardo is on my advisory board. Yeah. He left Blizzard and started his own studio, Bonfire Studios. And he's on the advisory board. And we were at um, the advisory board meeting and he brought up to me how he's trying to hire women and how he needs to hire more women and was asking advice because he's been struggling on how to do it. And yeah. I don't think people realize that. Like you see a studio full of dudes you don't realize that they really want to hire women. Yeah. I mean, it's a, we, we, we're a very small team, and so it's easier for us to have a better ratio, but it's still not easy. It's still not They're easy. Like, women are not just going to, like, fall into your hiring yeah. pool out of nowhere. It, it, it takes work, and if you are, like, trying to, I, I assume... Rob Pardo is probably trying to build a big team and a build, you know, a big game that like well, it's, sort of. I he mean, is still yeah, small. Sure, but but let's say it's mid size, whatever. Yeah. Let, let's say it's more than the eight people that we have, right? Yeah. That like it's it it it's a challenge and it takes real work and it is I think hard to even know like yeah. what some of the stuff you could try. Would yeah, be, exactly, know? and I think that's where I don't know. Someone needs to be able to help that a little bit more. I don't know if it's the role of the the IGDA or the ESA, but it'd be great to have 
someone with resources onto how like you can write a job description yeah. that is more um, more interesting to women and more they're more receptive to it. Yeah. Just using certain language. Yeah. Um, and without those resources, it's really hard yeah. to know where to go. Well, and it's it's such a complex problem too because like. There's so many different factors, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, I mean, like, there, there's just there's the demographics that we have right now, which is like a factor, and then there's also like some of it just depends on on what kind of game you're making. You yeah. know, like there's certain games that I think more women are going to feel more comfortable saying like, oh, I could be a part of that right. production or that production, and yeah, and, and I also I, I think that you know there's stuff that you can try to do in the in the short term, and there's a lot of stuff that really is crucial to try to lay groundwork for yeah. in the long term. Yeah. You know, because I think there's some aspects of maybe this will be easier for people in five or ten years if we're doing good things now. You know what I mean? I agree with that. And I think that's the shift that I've seen from, you know, ten years ago to now. People are talking about it a lot more and it's yeah. a focus and they want to make change and, you know, I I've spoken with so many other people at other studios who I won't name, but they're internally really trying to make positive changes within. Um, So that's what I've seen. I've seen a lot of really awesome people trying to do good things. Yeah. Well, and you know, if if you are a woman listening to this that's trying to get into the games industry, know that you are highly sought after. (laughs) You (laughs) You know? Like, I mean, I, I think it's honestly like a useful piece of just like, mental a mental like tool to have is like if you're a woman trying to get into games and you feel intimidated and like you don't know where to start know that people are going to be excited to talk to you if you if yeah. you put yourself out there and it is worth even if you think you're not qualified even if you think you know like xyz to to just say like i'm into what your studio does and and here's here's who i am cuz the the door is is open in the door a lot is of ways 100% you know? open and i do feel like having spoken to a lot of men and women just about speaking, the percentage of women who feel that they're not qualified to speak at GDC is so much higher than the percentage of men who feel that. Right. You know, and their qualifications are the same. Yeah. Really. Yeah. But women just need that extra extra push yeah. to, to get out there. And uh, I think now is the time. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Megan, for talking to me about your career and about what you're doing with GDC. And I... Hope I will get to go to GDC this year. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do my my damn best. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to miss my second GDC, but I also want to ship a game. <laughs> if you're listening to this, I I successfully shipped that game. You will you, we'll, we'll see whether I successfully made it to GDC. You're all playing it. <laughs> Here's open. Thanks for playing to come, everybody. Uh, no, th- thank you so much, Megan, for for talking about all this stuff with me, and uh, see you next time. Bye.